Hello everyone and welcome back to the Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Pastrana and today we're here with Catherine Franzisi of Edward Jones. Hello. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So let's get started. Just learn a little bit about you and um, then we'll get into Edward Jones. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll start with how I ended up in Manchester. Um, went to Southern New Hampshire University, majored in finance. Um, and just kind of fell in love with the area, so decided that this was where I wanted to end up. Uh, originally grew up in Nashua, so not too far away. Yeah. But um, there is a difference. People always say, you know, it's, it's pretty much the same thing, but I noticed a difference. So, um, been happy <laughs> in Manchester so far. Um, and I've been doing this for my career now for about a year and a half, so still fairly new, but um, it's very rewarding and it's, it's challenging at times. But, yeah. you know, it's one of those things that... Um, it's just necessary and it's rewarding if you keep working at it so yeah yeah that's very cool Thanks. so <laughs> uh, you said you've been in a year and a half okay mm -hmm. so what type of stuff do you do so really what my job comes down to um, is helping people with planning for retirement um, being able to stay comfortably retired you know making sure they're not running out of funds halfway through their retirement uh, being able to send their kids and grandkids to school so helping them with educational accounts um, you know the cost of college is skyrocketing at a rate that's higher than inflation actually so you know the earlier you can start saving for that the better off um, also estate planning so making sure you have a will and a trust life insurance budgeting it's really holistic um, it's really big picture just making sure that you have a plan moving forward and that you're doing everything you can to get you closer to achieving whatever goals you're working towards yeah and you are not kidding about the inflation thing mm-hmm no like I think when inflation is like four-ish percent, it's depending. It's three most of the time. Yeah. yeah. College is like four point seven or something. Is it four point That was like a thousand percent or something. Oh well, <laughs> no, it's not that high, but um, it's it's higher than inflation, yeah. and it's if you inflate it and push it out, and you look at the cost of college in say ten years from now. Yeah. I mean, it's just astronomical. So. Yeah. Yeah, and I. Yeah, I can't even imagine because I'm going to college on the GI Bill. I okay. Can't, I can't imagine like actually paying for it. Mm -hmm. oh, that'd be that'd be insane. It's tough, and I mean, <laughs> my parents. I was fortunate; they helped me out yeah. with college. Um, but if they had started planning earlier and had opened up a, it's called a 529 account, okay. and just you know contributed a little bit here and there and watched the money grow, I probably wouldn't have the student loans that I have today, um, which. You know, they're not debilitating, luckily, but for a lot of people, they are. And um, a lot of people who have them want to be able to make sure that their children don't leave college with that kind of holding them down. So yeah. that's just one of the things I help people with. But um, it's definitely one that is coming up a lot more now just because there's so much attention surrounding higher education and the costs that, you know, you have to encourage us to get your degree. So Yeah. So you mentioned a 529. Mm-hmm. Okay, no, no, no one's ever talked about that before. Okay. So if you don't mind, you know, very briefly going into that, that'd sure. be really cool. Sure, absolutely. So a 529 account is a tax-advantaged account that you can set up for your child um, with the purpose of 
paying for their college. Now, prior to the current tax bill, the tax reform that we just saw, um, it was only able to be used for college expenses. Now you can use it um, for high school expenses if you are sending your child to private education. Okay. So um, that's a big thing that changed that's awesome to know because private school is just as expensive. Well, not just as expensive, but it's expensive as well. Yeah. So you can use it for that. And pretty much how it works is you contribute um, up to $14,000 a year without incurring any tax penalties. And we invest that like we would with any other type of retirement account or brokerage account. And you know you can pick what you want to put it in. Most of the time, it's mutual funds. And the great thing about it is that you aren't going to pay taxes on that growth as long as the funds are going towards your child's education. So pretty much, you put money in, you invest it correctly, you watch it grow, and then you can use it for their education without having to pay any type of penalty or any type of tax on it, which is... You know, you're not going to see that with any other type of account. So Yeah, that's kind of cool. It, it's awesome. And, and a lot of people don't know about it. Yeah. And uh, we have a great one in New Hampshire. So, I mean, if that's something that you're starting to think about, if you're expecting or, you know, you have kids that are younger, um, definitely consider it. And if you want more information, I mean, more than happy to, to offer it. But yeah. they're, they're really great. And if you can get started on one, I mean, you're going to help yourself and you're going to help your children. Um, in the future as well so yeah definitely so how early should we be looking at possibly doing something like that as soon as possible yeah um the earlier you start the less you have to put away yeah so if oh, you yeah if you're expecting um you have 18 years until that child's gonna go to college <laughs> so it, it depends also on you know you have to wait until you know maybe they're in high school to find out how much it's actually gonna cost i mean are they gonna get scholarships for sports are they going to want to go to a private school are they going to end up at an ivy like you don't really know um but the earlier you start saving the less you have to put away each month or each week however yeah. you want to do it so i'd if, say right away <laughs> yeah and then if they don't go to college and then if they don't go to college um you can use the funds for somebody else so if you have two kids um and the first one decides they don't want to go to college you can change the beneficiary on it to be your other child or if you have you know a niece or something like that. If you don't, uh, you're going to pay a tax penalty on it, okay. uh, which is normally around 10%. So right. you just have to just kind of be care yeah, be careful with it. But yeah. I mean, if if your child ends up not going, it's not the worst thing in the world. You still, you know, watch that money grow, and you just have to pay the taxes on it. So yeah, and a 10% tax is not much. Yeah, considering I mean, it's <laughs> not going to it's not going to kill you if you don't have to incur it. Obviously, it's better, yeah. but. Um, you can still get at the money uh, if you needed it for something else. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. so I, I find that interesting because like, you would mention that all, that, you know, a lot of people don't know about it. Mm -hmm. I find all the really cool things like no one has any idea about <laughs> just across the board. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that go into financial planning and it's not, people always just think right off the bat, retirement. Yeah. And it's, yes, we all want to retire. That's the American dream. I mean, that's why we work so hard so that we can. Um, but, for some people, like, it's it's so far away. It's not something that they're thinking of right now. Or for some people, they don't know that they should be saving for their children's education. So yeah. there's just a lot of pieces to the puzzle, and they're constantly moving. So that's where, you know, I come in. That's my job to make sure that everything is staying on track um, to accommodate for the changes that happen in your life, whether you're getting married or you're having a child or you're getting close to retirement or you're getting divorced or someone passes away. It's really accounting for those changes and making sure that, you know, 
you're still going to be okay at the end of the day. Yeah. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like it. Thanks. So what's, uh, what's your favorite area to kind of focus on as far as finances go? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want specifically finance or just my favorite part of like my job? I'll let you pick. You can do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> so a lot of times, um, as I guess you could say in any business, but with this one in particular, it's very relationship based. So mm -hmm. people will work with you because they like you. And really what I do with my clients is first and foremost, understand what's most important to them. Yeah. You'd be surprised how many people have all this money sitting, you know, in a trust or they have all this money sitting in an investment account and they have no they have no idea what they want to do with it. They have no idea where they want to be in retirement. Um, you know, they aren't working towards anything. So it's really first sitting down with them saying, what's most important to you? What, what is it that you're working on? Where do you want to see yourself in 10 years? What are you afraid of? What's, what's keeping you up at night? Is there anything, you know, that, that's bothering you? So um, it's understanding what's most important to them. That is my favorite part of what I do because it's forcing people to sit down and think about the future and think about where they want to be. And unfortunately, um, there's a monetary value to all of that. So people always think about retirement, for example. Oh, I'm going to golf every day, or I think I'm going to buy a new boat. Um, I'm going to travel the world. Do you know how much that's going to cost you when you want to do all of those things? Do you, would you like to know if you're going to be able to do all of those things? Yeah. Would you like to know when you're going to run out of money? Would you like to know how much money you're going to need if you do want to do all of those things? So it's really getting to the bottom and the core of what people want out of their life. And I take joy in being able to help them figure out what that is and then watching them work towards it and then ultimately being able to have it. Yeah. So it's really cool. Um, I really get to partner together with the people that I work with throughout you know, the things that they go through in life. And obviously I'm fairly new. Um, so I, I can't say I've, I've been working with one person for 20 years and yeah. I've seen them, you know, get married, have a baby, um, send their kids to college, retire. Um, but that's what happens when you start a relationship with a financial advisor. They, you know, make sure that if something were to happen to you, your significant other would be okay. They make sure that you start saving for your kid's education um, so that way you can send them to school. And then when it does come time for you to retire, that you can retire when you want and know how much you're going to be able to spend and they'll tell you, I'll tell you if you're able to do what you want to do or not. So at the end of the day, it's really just seeing people um, figure out what they want and then realize that they can get there yeah. with, you know, proper planning and help and mm -hmm. discipline. But yeah. So it's really cool. when it comes to proper planning, what are people typically doing wrong? So a lot of the times, um, the first thing that I'm seeing a lot right now is what I like to call money on the sidelines. So what that means is that people have a whole lot of money sitting in their savings account doing absolutely nothing. Um, and I don't know about you, I think my savings account with the bank that I work with gets 0.05% return. It's pretty common. Like yeah. Kind of that area. yeah, so you get like 30 cents a year on your savings account <laughs> and we always recommend having three to six months um, emergency fund in your savings account, money that you can get to right away um, if anything were to happen and you need you need cash. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, if you have hundreds or even like seventy, eighty thousand dollars just sitting in your savings account doing nothing, um, why would you not be investing that 
in either just a regular brokerage account or even a Roth IRA um, just to have it growing for you. We work so hard for our money and we want our money to work hard for us. And a lot of for a lot of people it's just sitting there and they just don't know better or they just don't know what to invest it in. They don't know what's safe, they don't know what's not. So that's one thing I'm seeing a lot of. Um, secondly, making sure you're properly diversified. Um, we have a great economy right now. Um, the economy is still heating up. Uh, Edward Jones and uh, Edward Jones's predictions for the economy um, is that it's going to keep doing great. You know, we're seeing all that the government's doing for it. There's a little uncertainty surrounding the, the trade um, wars and things like that. But overall, unemployment's down. The economy's thriving. We're putting so much into it. But eventually, it's going to cool off. Um, probably not within the next two years, but uh, looking at around 2021, 2022, um, it's going to start cooling down a little bit and things are going to be a little more volatile and we need to make sure that people are properly balanced in their portfolio um, so that, you know, those people who are close to retirement aren't losing everything um, if something like that were to happen again. And we know there's going to be another recession. I mean, it's the natural cycle of the market. Yeah. We don't know when it's going to be. That's kind of where it's predicted as of right now. Um, we don't think it's going to be anything like the last one that we saw. That was a little unusual if you look back, you know, history-wise at yeah. the market. But um, there is going to be another one. So just making sure that you are diversified so that way when that hit does come, you're not absolutely crippled, um, you know, by the market. So those are two of the main things I'm seeing right now. Um, I can't think of anything else crazy that's coming to the top of my head, but... All right. Those oh, are just some yeah. of the some of the things that come to me right right now, right away. So. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Mm -hmm. I see that a lot actually with you know people I speak with. It's kind of like their big thing because, um, like you said, with the interest rates you get on banks, like just putting all your money in the bank, like mm -hmm. it's not even keeping up with inflation. Exactly. Like, it's just. Ugh. Yep. No, <laughs> it is, and that's something I try to t teach people and tell people. It's like. And you see this a lot of time with older investors, um, you know, they like the safety of the bank and they like the safety of CDs and yeah. bonds um, and interest rates is a whole nother topic. We won't get into that. But um, you need to have something to combat inflation. I mean, the cost of living is going to keep going up. It doubles every 25 years. So if you're, you know, not investing in stocks or mutual funds or something that's going to keep up with inflation eventually you're going to get you know bit in the behind because you're going to you just have to keep up with it i mean so yeah a lot of people are afraid there's a lot of uncertainty with you know what's going on but there's an old chinese proverb and i say this to everybody the best time to plant a tree was yesterday and the next best time is today is right now so yeah. for people who aren't investing or people who are afraid you need to get in somewhere you need to do something because your money is just sitting there you know barely keeping up the 0.05 it's keeping up by 30 cents like that's yeah. not going to get you anywhere so yeah absolutely and yeah. uh i was speaking to someone earlier today and what are you saying oh so his his point was you know we expect people to be super fluent in their career and what they do right mm -hmm. but then on the side we also expect them to be like really good at financial planning, investing, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> and I think that worries people. It's like, oh, I need to know all this stuff about investing and all it this. Yeah. And it just because there's so much, mm -hmm. you know. So I can see that scaring people mm -hmm. quite a bit. 
which is why people like you exist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to that point, I believe that in the statistics, New Hampshire is the second most financially sound state mm-hmm. um, in the United States. So way to go, New Hampshire. People, for the most part, know what they're doing. But um, that's something I see with a lot of people I talk to as well, uh, financial hesitancy. People don't want to start because they, A, don't know where to start, um, B, they don't know who to go to because there's so many people and no one's going to, I mean, no one's going to steer you wrong. It's just a preference of who you want to work with. Um, do you like the person? Do you like what they're saying? Do they make you feel confident in what you're investing in? Do you understand what you're being charged? Um, so that's part of it. And then it's also the, the fact that, to your point, people think that they are already supposed to know everything. So a lot of people have a hard, hard time like admitting that they don't yeah. know it all. And um, that's why when you talk finances with a lot of people, they're really short and, you know, they don't really want to get into it. But it's also a personal matter. And yeah. it's hard for a lot of people to talk about with a stranger or just to yeah. talk about in general. So um, I think that you have a really good point there. Yeah. Well, kind of add to your point, like, how do you admit to someone you've never met before that, yeah, I put my family in absolute crippling debt and, yeah. you know, all this <laughs> stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of ego and pride there. Yeah. And, yeah, I can see that. Definitely. And that's that's <laughs> kind of where some of the challenges come in with from my side of the table. Yeah. Um, because I'll talk to a lot of people and they'll just say, oh, I'm all set. I'm all set. I'm all set. And I, I politely want to say, are you sure? How do you know? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever sat down with somebody and just looked over and had them look over what you're doing? Because for all you know, they can, you know, make a suggestion that will, A, not benefit me in any way but will benefit you just by you know switching this one thing or um rolling something over or whatever it may be there's small little things that you can do that will make you know all the difference so it's difficult being on my side of things um trying to convince people that they actually need me um especially facing the age card um being rather young and you know (laughs) it's it's hard to get people to to open up about their finances because it's one of the most personal things um, to you, so yeah. you know it's it's not an easy conversation. Oh, hey, you know, are you gonna re- are you gonna be able to retire? Do you know, like, yeah. So it can be difficult, but once you do get people to open up and feel comfortable and start explaining to them what it is, you know, that you do and what they're doing and what they're doing wrong, what they're doing well, it it um it becomes clear to them, you know, what our value is and and what it is that they need to do. So yeah. Well, that's, a, that's actually a very interesting point. I typically, I typically steer away from the age questions. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it comes to money, that's a very interesting point to bring up because you are younger. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know what it is with old people and just assuming young people have no idea how to use money. Yeah. But is that something pretty common? Yes. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I was at a <laughs> networking group yesterday um, and I had a, I don't know how old he was, I'd, I'd say probably 75. Um, 75 year old guy sitting next to me and we kind of we're just chatting the whole time and then finally at the end of it he's like so why would someone like me decide to work with someone your age as opposed to going to someone you know who has 30 years experience and has done this their whole life pretty much Um, and that's a very loaded question um, but the answer I normally give to people is um, you have to think about first the fact that all of those people that have been in the industry for 30 years, they're going to retire. Yeah. They're going to retire. I mean, it is their career at the end of the day, and they are helping you, which is nice, but 
they have a life, they're going to retire, they want to do things, um, travel the world and do all those things as well. So what's going to happen when you're in retirement and your financial advisor decides that they're not going to do this anymore? Yeah. More often than not, you get carted off to just somebody else within the firm who you never have, you know, had any type of encounter with. Um, you don't have a relationship with them and then all of a sudden they're managing your money. So the first thing I say to people is I'm going to be here for a long time. Um, not going anywhere. So when you retire um, and you're living throughout retirement and doing all the things you want to do, you're not going to have to worry about that. Yeah. The second thing that I say is um, I know that I'm battling the age card and I have to make up for it in many different ways. And really what it comes down to is the fact that I'm working 10 times harder. I'm being 10 times more meticulous because I know that there's already doubts you know, surrounding how old I am. So... Everything is just very, very meticulous. I'm very careful with everything that I do. I go above and beyond for people um, in terms of, you know, researching and understanding their situation and doing things for them that probably no other financial advisor who is, you know, settled in their career would do. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, you're, I'm going to give you the best service. Yeah that you'll ever receive. You're not going to have another financial advisor, you know, come to your house and pick up things for you, like your statements, or send you things through the mail, or call to check up on you, or you know what I mean? So I really make up for it in the service department. I really make up for it in the actual investments and the product knowledge and making sure that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So people really don't give me the time of day until they come in and sit down with me and I show them, you know, what I can do for them. and. Um, what I normally say is just try me out. You don't have to hand over your entire inheritance, all the money you've ever had in your whole entire life. Give me, you know, give me a little bit of it and see how it goes. And if you like me and you like what I'm doing and, you know, you're doing well, then we'll take it from there. And if you don't, then we weren't meant to work together and there's nothing wrong with that. Some people just don't click. So yeah. that's kind of the approach that I've taken with it. It's, yeah. it's worked well so far, um, you know, and I've had both of those things happen. People, you know, love, love working with me and think that I'm doing a good job. And then I have other people that it's just, they just can't see past the age thing. So I yeah. mean, and there's no, I'm not going to try to force someone to do something they don't want to do. Yeah, so, of course. you know, well, hate why. to see them go, but if they're not going to be happy, then. Yeah. And like I said, there's, I use this example all the time with realtors. Like there's mm -hmm. an eighth billion realtors in New Hampshire, you know, yep. probably alone. You know, you're going to find one that you want to work with, mm -hmm. you know, if, if the age is correct and all that stuff. I will say, though, which I was thinking of this when you were talking, I'm like, why would you work with me? Because hmm, maybe we didn't cripple the economy. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> those old people probably collapsed the economy yeah, exactly. while they were doing things. That's, maybe that's why. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep that one in my back pocket if now. If you feel like being a little snarky, Millennials you know? are actually pretty good with their money, so... Um. <laughs> Last time I checked, yeah, we haven't crashed the economy yet, so. <laughs> if you like being a little snarky. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so for people who want to kind of, uh, I guess, know you a little more, maybe check out some of your services, how do they reach you? Okay, so feel free to stop by my office anytime. Um, I am on 76 Webster Street, uh, so it's the corner of Webster and Union. You can also give me a call um, on my cell phone, 603 809-2804. Also have a website. Uh, you can go to www.edwardjones.com um, and or you can just search Edward Jones in Manchester and I'll pop right up. So um, yeah, feel free to reach out. Um, don't charge anything for first consultations or second, really. It's just sitting down with someone, 
figuring out where they're at, where they want to be, and what we need to do in between those two things. Um, I do all the legwork, all the upfront work, and whether people end up working with me or not, they find it extremely beneficial just to see where they're at. Um, and if you decide that you don't want to work with me, great. You have all that awesome information that I just provided you with all the solutions, and um, you know you can do with it what you will. But if you do want to work with me, then you know we take it from there and we do what we can to make sure you're going to be okay. Okay. So awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on the show today. It's been a lot of fun. It has actually. Thanks for having me. <laughs> oh, I really actually, appreciate actually, it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, that is going to be it for today. We're going to have the last word from our sponsors, and everyone have a good day. That's it for today, everyone, but it doesn't have to end there. Head over to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or iHeartRadio to get more from New Hampshire's top entrepreneurs.